Hello, welcome to Theology and Tap. I'm Alan Verghese, your host for the day. We are joined with our crew, Regina Verghese and Peter Parker. We also have a special friend with us, Ruben Samuel. Welcome, Ruben. Hi. Today's discussion, we are thinking of doing something which is central to every Christian church, and probably at some point, everyone might have gone through it. But normally, people don't really talk about it. I've titled it as Lost in the Crowd, Being Lonely and Left Out in Church. Feeling lonely, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reaction, everybody go through it. Church should be the last place we should feel that, but at some point, everybody can resonate with the verses in the Bible, Psalms 142, verse 4. It says, look on my right hand and see there is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for me. I guess every sometime people feel the same thing sitting in a, in the church. They turn around, right side and left side, nobody really cares. Do you guys resonate with that? Yeah, I would. I would definitely say. As someone that is an introvert, it's kind of difficult to relate to other people. And sometimes you feel like you're lost in a crowd. You mm-hmm. feel the most loneliest whenever you're in with big crowds of people. Big crowds, especially in churches. In churches. Yeah, I mean... It's true, Peter, we, we get lost in the crowd, as, as if we are talking about crowd as in church here. But I just also want to say, there's two kinds of people normally go to come to church. One, Sunday Christians. They just only come come to church on Sunday and then say, well, I feel lonely. Yeah. Uh, the common answer for that would be, well, try to go and, go and be participate in other, other areas of church. But there are other people who are actively part of church. Let's say they go do anything and everything during the week related to church, then they they still feel left out. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what what are your thoughts in the sense of like do you do you resonate with that, Ruben? Uh, yeah, for sure. I uh, definitely resonate with that. I just wanted to add, you kind of get forced into different personality roles uh, mm-hmm. in the church because uh, most of us probably listening, uh, we were born into the church. So uh, just as an example, for the first good half of my life I thought I was an introvert mm. but through college and kind of early years of my 20s uh, I actually find that I'm an extrovert and I, I get a lot of my um, a lot of the restoration I guess that you get like the places you find most relaxing are with other people and not in an introverted role like I first thought but yeah if I think about it that actually does piece back to uh, church and uh, where I found my role there because I was such a shy kid yeah so you mentioned about personality roles in churches yeah could you explain that in the sense of do you you only did certain things only shy people do? Yeah, so there's a certain social structure. So whether it's uh, click-based or maybe uh, the worth that you have in the church that's kind of predetermined yeah. um, that people kind of place on you. Yeah, you just kind of naturally fill that role. So just an example, like the church that I grew up in, uh, there were kind of stronger personalities that had certain positions, not saying that's good or bad, but mm. it forces certain other people to automatically go into the background. So that's where I was, you know, all the way until 18 years old, pretty much. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. I mean, it's, it's a, I guess everybody can resonate that. I mean, thanks for bringing up that yeah. personality role, yep. the sense of it's, it's a natural thing. If you have an extroverted character, uh-huh. people normally think you will be good for public speaking or, yeah. Yeah. or capturing people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think there are a lot of hidden talents that people have that almost they're not given the opportunity to express, so they almost don't know that they have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I found that myself, even speaking, like I was so quiet, nobody ever asked me to lead a session or speak on a subject. Like 
during small groups or anything. Yeah. Um, so whenever I finally decided that I wanted to teach or something in camps or some uh, stuff like that, like that's when I realized, hey, I actually can speak. People do listen to me. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I have an authority in my voice and that could be my calling. Mm -hmm. Never thought of it before. It, it's really interesting, yeah, Ruben and Regina. We were talking. We were talking about the roles and how that made made it made us feel like we are part of the church yeah. or we are part of doing something yeah. for the Lord. Yeah, I also want to follow up on on you, Gina. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that uh, at some point the opportunity was not given to you in churches. Do right. you do you think it's because you came across like introverted personality? How would you go with that? Uh, to be honest, I don't know because at some point you have to see that someone has a talent mm -hmm. and then you follow up on that and say, hey, you're good at singing, for example, would you like to be part of the worship team? You know, the leaders have to follow yeah. up. Yeah, uh, at some point there has to be someone in leadership that takes on the role of replenishing the roles in the church. Gotcha. So yeah. if if you're miss if you have one drummer, you have to say, hey, why don't we have a lineup of three or four drummers just in case? Uh -huh. Why can't we disciple these two younger kids who have an interest in this field? Yeah. And but no matter whether they're introvert or extrovert. Yeah. Um, it's it's based on how God is prompting the leader right. to identify these people. Oh, from my own experience, what I've realized is calling is usually in line with interest so if someone has an interest in a field they're usually going to be willing to do whatever it takes to be good in that field mm -hmm. yeah so let me i guess raise a question here yeah let's say that you are interested in something mm -hmm. and you've expressed that interest mm -hmm. and you're being stifled do you think it's okay to go seek um, opportunities elsewhere or somewhere where you're skill set would maybe be appreciated or someone would be able to disciple you into that. Uh, yeah, definitely, Peter. I would agree that if um, someone's feeling like they are not able to hone in their talents um, in the church, they can find different avenues. We live in a time where there's YouTube and different media outlets that you can right. like go on there and sing a song, see what people think. Calling can also mean honing your talents. Yeah, that's a super good point. I just wanted to add, whenever you kind of get into that mindset of, oh, my church or my um, home organization is cycling or uh, kind of smothering me so much, it's hard to jump on those opportunities when they do come up. Just as an example, I used to super hate uh, public speaking or any kind of speech type thing, but they would ask me at the old church uh, that I used to go to, uh, you know, I was 17, never really did anything, but uh, I still took the opportunity and did like a five-minute little <laughs> I meant it to be five minutes, it was like a 40 second little uh, speech, but um, the, the point I was trying to say is just to, whenever there is an opportunity, definitely take that and use that to the, the fullest that you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also add that, well, primarily we are coming to church because we have a relationship with God. Yeah. So, and uh, we, we, we mentioned the idea of even giving the opportunity and, and doing things in church, which means we are ultimately serving God. That means uh, God is there for you. I mean, even though people around you cannot identify you, mm -hmm. ultimately God knows you yeah. and God has given you already. Now, even before you decide to leave a church, just ask God's counsel and spend time with God. Take time. That, that's one thing I would focus is don't just 
don't just make that decision over a week or over overnight. Even though it's hard, spend time, spend some time because if God is the one who's called you and given you the calling and given you the talent, He has a plan. Yeah. Even before we identify it, that's true. And uh, give give that time to yourself. Um, that's not to say I'm not saying don't leave the church or leave the church or be in be in a place where uh, you feel emotionally drained. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying is give yourself some time with God. I think uh, the saying is God qualifies the call. He doesn't call the qualified. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, especially in 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 First Corinthians, when Paul writes to the Corinthian church, chapter one verse. 26 onwards, he's specifically talking about your call. He says in verse 26, Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Mm -hmm. And following that up on verse 27, he says, God chose what is foolish in this world to shame the wise. So, and verse 29, So that no one might boast in the presence of God. So, it's true. I mean, sometimes personality can be one of those reasons we think that we are not wise in human standards because we only think that the extroverts, the people, those who have, have energy, yeah. uh, have that people skills, can can do things. That's true. Yeah. But that's not God's standard yeah. alone. I mean, God can actually turn things around. Peter, the disciple, uh, he was a fisherman. And see God, how God actually turned him around. So, I think there's a verse um, in the Bible specifically that says the wise men looked at Peter and the disciples and were amazed that they were um, not educated men. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So those those things we can see in our practice, in our lives and day to day church activities, it can be applied. Um, introvertedness is not a reason why God is not going to be using you. Yeah. I, I would like to tack on that. Um, if you are feeling that you are stifled, and like Ruben was saying, you need to jump on every opportunity. At the same time, you need to be a good steward of those opportunities. If you're yeah. given the opportunity to speak or come to practice or lead worship or lead a set, get there early. Mm-hmm. Make Don't give anybody an opportunity to say that you didn't do your part, that you weren't pulling your weight. Yeah. Because in the end, that only stifles you more. I think I agree with you there, Peter. Uh, For example, I think I was given an opportunity to lead worship a couple times, and um, once I rejected that once or twice, like, I think no one ever asked me again um, for, like, citywide meetings and stuff. Um, So I would say if you're given that opportunity, don't even, like, think twice. Say, God has given it to me, and I'm taking it. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I also, because we've been uh, been speaking about uh, personality roles and how that fit into uh, serving God in church but at the same time I want to just uh, track back a little bit and also consider discussing about because we're talking about feeling left out in church you also want to talk about just just being in church like how many times people come to church but they just feel like nobody li- understands them for example they go through a lot of emotional pain or or some things that they feel like nobody can understand them. Yeah. They sit there and somebody when comes and asks you, hey, how are you doing? You'll say, I'm good. And that's it. Yeah. Conversation ended. Mm-hmm. But they still feel lonely. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what would we say to that in the sense of, first and foremost, those practices in church that exist, to how do we, how do we actually make sure that we don't miss that opportunity to serve this brother or sister? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it falls on us as the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, we need to seek out people more and more. Mm -hmm. And it may be tough being an introvert. Me personally, sometimes I see a new person in church. First thing I want to do is just not go up to them and talk. I just maybe yeah. want to smile or something. But going and denying yourself and saying, you know what, like, you might be new. Hey, my name is Peter. Mm -hmm. Welcome to our church, you know. I'm glad to have you. Um, how long are you here? Would you like to grab a cup of coffee or something if you're in town? Are you free for lunch? Doing, I think that little makes a big difference. What, 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 do you, what are the common reasons why like, we miss that? Like, for example, we have this, it's, it's a human thing, human condition, I would say, or human nature that we are likely to just cling on to our own friends, mm -hmm. right? If we, if we find somebody, we click, then we, I'm talking about going to church for years and years here, mm -hmm. not just going for weeks, just years and years. We over, over and over again, we have friends. We know where we sit. Yeah. Like we have the same ZBC for years, and then we have everything going on. Over the time, we kind of, we kind of like forget that church is meant to be for new people as well. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you think, Ruben? Do you have anything like experience in the sense of like how can we actually tackle that nature of us just clinging on to just friends? Yeah, I just wanted to say. Um... Personally, I was one of those kids for sure that felt uh, lost in the crowd, if you could say. Um, so, and, and all I ever wanted really was certain groups of people to come over and say, you know, how have you been doing? And even if I did react a certain way because of my personality at the time, you know, say I was eight or nine, um, you know, that they actually cared to consistently check on me. That's all that I really needed. So growing up like that, um, now that I'm 25, I actively try to be that person for the kids. So. There are kids at my current church that I do actively try to um, approach every time if I'm with my friend group or not. And yeah, it is super challenging. You know, they might not be the, you know, obviously they're uh, teenagers and might be figuring out their personalities or are they supposed to talk here or there, you know, sometimes it's an awkward situation. But, um, you know, just me making the effort of going over and saying, oh, hey, uh, I'm just, you know, here to check on you. Not not verbatim, of course, but saying something like that, you know, I know that makes a difference in their in their Sunday. So yeah. to do that at least is uh, what I try to do now. But. That, yeah, that, that's a very good point in the sense of just uh, being there for them. I, yeah. think, I think most of the time that's what it's important when we especially work with young people is, or the older people, mm -hmm. the vulnerable people, like just having the realization that I'm there for you. Yeah. And, and don't, don't keep going and like bothering them too much, <laughs> yeah. but rather just making them feel that, okay, listen, you're in church. I'm your brother or sister mm -hmm. in Christ. And I'm here for you. Yeah. And and that's 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 how church should be. Yeah. For I sure. think uh, it's important to emphasize that in church we tend to look outward and see like who we can save, but a lot of the time there's people within the church that are suffering or don't even really know Christ, and yeah. it's those people that we should be actively seeking out. Yeah. Um, and probably um, reintroducing ourselves to sometimes mm -hmm. um, there's people in the church that have been there for like 10 15 years and you've never had a conversation with them or they come and then they leave quickly um, I think it's important at some point to say 
I've never really seen this person past um, the 12.30 mark. They usually leave very quickly. Maybe I should get to know them and invite them to coffee or yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree in the sense of like, for me personally speaking, when we do that, when we reach out for people, we are being a hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. We're just, we're just doing what Christ did mm. and what Christ called us to do. Just reach out, be a messenger for him. Because we don't know the situations of people sitting there. We assume a lot of things by outward situations. Like, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, and also on the other side, sometimes we can get caught up in the idea I have to go outside and do missions and do mm -hmm. evangelism. You forget your neighbor sitting next to you who probably would be hurting. Yeah. Who, who probably only need a hug. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, how do we be spiritually attuned to that? In the sense of like, we got to be intentional. To start with, like we have to be a spiritual-minded person, yeah, or, or or we don't have to be super spiritual. We just have to be like a normal Christian. Be intentional that in every situation today I'm getting out there, mm -hmm. God is going to give me an opportunity to serve others. Yeah, I think it starts with just being aware. Um, so even so, you just need to think of your actions is what helps me. So um, whenever I was the kid in the situation that needed somebody to come over. I, I think even more than, uh, and so speaking from both perspectives, I guess, whenever I approach someone that doesn't seem to be included, you know, then it's very kind of selfish in a way, as in I'm thinking, oh, I have to sacrifice by leaving my friends and approach this person and go out alone, and if they reject me, you know, this and that, it's very selfish, but yeah. the thing I have to remember is whenever I was that kid in that situation, it's mm -hmm. uh, the opposite, so that small rejection that I, as the kid from like an older person, it might be enough to push me over the edge into, you know, yeah. a couple weeks depression or whatever because uh, exactly what you said you don't know their situation so uh, whenever I was going through that time you know um, I don't fit in at school I don't fit at home and I don't fit in at church you know it's like where am I supposed to turn so like somebody coming to you at church at least you know that can literally be the difference between life and death or depression for years to come so yeah um, just being aware of the what they're really coming with yeah I can actually speak personally into this but um, before I save my story I think one thing is um, to do is to pray. Pray about it. Say, Holy Spirit, show me mm -hmm. where I need to move, where I need to, who I need to talk to. Oh, yeah. And to be receptive to that. I mean, you don't really have to have a lengthy prayer. Yeah, right. yeah but, but I should yeah. mention that I, I literally do have that conversation. I say, God, uh, sh show me with your eyes, you know, who needs to be spoken to right now, yeah. whenever I'm in that right spirit. So, yeah, you're exactly right, Peter. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I remember when I was a kid uh, about maybe sixth, seventh grade, the current church I was in, I had the same issue. I just felt, I didn't feel stifled. I just felt alone. I felt right. like I didn't yeah. have anybody there. And I, um, there was a certain older guy about my sister's age that he saw that I played bass and he's, he was interested in me playing and mm -hmm. he would pick me up and take me to different things. And almost on a weekly basis would check up on me. Yeah. And that's very sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet of him. And I actually got the opportunity to talk to him last summer at uh, VBS. Mm -hmm. And he was, he's a big worship leader. And we, we all would, a lot of people in Oklahoma know this guy. And he, and I actually talked to him and he was surprised that the effect it had on my life. And yeah. he actually talked to his wife. He's like, I never thought I was doing anything big. Mm -hmm. All I was doing was just talking to him and giving him rides and talking to him in the car that much of it made a world of difference like mm -hmm. i actually had tears in my eyes when i was telling him how important it was and how much 
how important it was to me and how much yeah. it helped me. Yeah, of course. Another one, uh, one of the main aspects I would want to bridge what we were discussing before and now is the idea that yes, sometimes we did do have uh, roles in churches. Example, we are in serving team, we are in welcoming team, or we are set up team, or we are in music team. Uh, so we have things to do that makes us feel good, mm -hmm. um, but yet sometimes we feel lonely. Mm -hmm. uh, you can you can do things in in worship team or you can do things in church or helping, but yet you feel like you don't you don't have any friends. You don't feel like family in church. Yeah. You feel like now okay I'm serving God, but you feel like mm, not connecting, because there's the element of love your neighbor is there uh, when you follow Christ. Yeah. Now that has to be brought together um, in the sense of like. It, it, it has to go more deeper than the superficial. The same thing what we're just talking about right now. Don't assume that somebody else is actually up there uh, serving or up there like talking to each other. Mm -hmm. That means they are perfect and, and they don't have any problems. Yeah. I um, think I can vouch to that. Um, there would be many times I am leading worship and um, I'm making sure all the musicians are together and I have my part together. And at the same time, I feel like a disconnect, like no one is listening to me or um, I almost feel like no one is asking me how I'm feeling or how I'm doing at any point um, mm -hmm. during practice. Um, and a lot of people look at people on stage and assume that their lives are together and they're perfect. But a lot of people up there are suffering just as equally like the pastor may look mm -hmm. like he knows what he's talking about on a Sunday, but any but at any given time, you can't say that he's having a great day. Like he could be going through something just as bad as you are. So it's, it's more like when you are a church family, uh, basically don't assume. Yeah. Just, just and also make an effort to move further than the superficial level of friendship or saying, hi, bye, how are you feeling today? Done, go, let's do the work. I actually do have a question for you then, Alan. Within the church, what is the role of the church family when it comes to these things? Like how in the old church, old... In the first century. Yeah, how in the first century church did people take care of each other in that sense? Well, I mean, I think it's clearly mentioned in, in Acts chapter 2 that how the early church behaved in the sense of like how they came together and the, 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 the specific phrase that reminds me is that there was no need among them. Yeah. Like, they were together. Mm -hmm. They left everything they could, personal belongings, they left everything, they brought everything in the church, and then they had the fellowship. Yeah. Now, the word fellowship was, was strong in, in early church. Well, it's fascinating that sometimes in today's church, we don't really hear that word fellowship. We, kind of, we, we hear the word friendship a lot. Mm -hmm. But we don't really hear the word fellowship. Now, I'm not saying that friendship is is bad, which is good. But mm. we got to we got to come to that understanding that we are to commune. Mm. Communion is the important thing. Okay, yeah. It community means communion, which means we come together. Friends carrying the other uh, other friends are carrying the burden each other. Yeah. Um, so that could happen over a dinner, mm -hmm. but at the same time, the ultimate thing I'm saying is that goes further than superficial level of just being friends. We have a clear example from Acts chapter 2, yeah. uh, from the early church. 
I heard I heard this point given by Matt Chandler is when in relation to that first century church mm-hmm. them giving their generosity and it was the word he used like he translated it was hilariously generous mm-hmm. it was just to the point where you're just like that's insane <laughs> like what you're giving away this much you know you bought a field and you're just gonna here take it you know the church needs this is there a need that could be met by mm-hmm. me doing this yeah. and we have to come with that mentality not necessarily financially but you know is there someone in the body that mm-hmm. needs help someone yeah. that needs prayer yeah so give give generously in every area like mm-hmm. just being there give generously the time yeah because sometimes we don't really talk about the element of times this time um, that you can give your time to your neighbor uh, your yeah. friend well uh, we are coming to the close here but before that I want to just uh, point to Ruben do you have anything uh, to specifically mention in regards to this topic? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just wanted to definitely say to everybody that's out there, it's it's kind of up to us. Um, so Peter kind of shared, and I have a similar experience. Um, if you did go through that as a child, it is up to you as the body of Christ to look for those kids, those church members. It could be an aunt, it could be an uncle, you know, somebody that's downcast or just out of the community group. It is up to us to you know, seek them out, um, be a little less selfish with our, you know, friend time or whatever it is that we do at church. And, uh, yeah, just have a conversation with them. You know, it's going to be hard, maybe difficult, awkward, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you know, you have to go out there and get out of that rut because, um, you know, you, you can't just keep perpetuating the same um, situation for kids to come. Obviously, if you live through that, it's up to you to change it. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good uh, point of thought. Gina, you, you have a small part as well oh yeah i just wanted to say if you're one of those people that does feel left out of the church um at some point you have to lift yourself up Mm. um if you um just feel like no one is coming to talk to me and no one really cares about me at some point you have to search for those opportunities and make a point to talk to people and say hey i have this ability i have this talent um i have this time available give me something to do i am willing and i will uh do whatever it takes to help out the church and um, use my time. Yeah, and I just want to say something really quick on that. Um, just as an example for, or maybe an encouragement to anybody out there, I only started that journey, you know, after 18, so never think it's too late. Like, I literally never served in, um, I mean, almost never served in a church role until after 18 and a half or so, like, nothing at all. I I, I think I did offering one time, maybe that. <laughs> so if, if you ever think it's too late, you know, I was never on a worship team. The first time on stage, I was maybe 19. So, but you know, it's never too late. If you're willing and able, you'll find opportunities. So don't lose hope for that. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Ruben. Thank you, uh, Peter and Gina for joining us today. Just to uh, conclude this, I would encourage that God loves you wherever you are. You're lonely in situations where you feel like nobody is listening to you. God is actually close to the brokenhearted and there are numerous, numerous verses to encourage that from the Bible. And also, if you feel lonely and if you feel like you're rich, if you've been left out from a specific church or specific uh, group, let me just remind you, please, please don't give room for enemy to Satan to actually take this opportunity to flourish bitterness in you. Yeah. Uh, there's no point in doing that. It's, yeah. it's, it's not going to be helpful at all. So as Gina was mentioning, and if you really think God has called you to do something, well, step it up. Uh, some point, uh, God is going to give you an opportunity around it. Yeah. Until then, 
just keep praying and and listen to the gospel jesus loves you and god is sovereign he sees you the way you are and he knows you better than you think uh, so i just want to put it out there for everybody and thanks for listening and until next time we are theology untapped your source for theological discourse